Everybody, stand the joke man here. Not reading from a script or a teleprompter or any of that shit. No, no, I don't do that. I'd rather just sit here and shoot from the hip. Turn the brain-to-mouth filter off and let what fly, fly. Yeah, the fuck's that different from any other day? I figure if I'm going to be that way here on a Wednesday, we might as well go ahead and be frank about Tom Brady on a hump day. It is a hump day, and guess what, ladies? Tom Brady's looking to hump. That's right. Tom Brady is shopping for a woman. But your sweet round ass, girl. <laughs> Every day, Brady's picking up the tabloids, and he's reading about how his ex-wife out there to sell butt cheek is getting log slammed nightly by some guy. Probably double door, triple door, gang bang! Who knows? Well, I, I promise you this. When it's Tom's night to watch the kids, Giselle is living large. <laughs> well, Tom Brady, I'm sure the arrogant egomaniac, not one to be upped, is out shopping for a woman. That's right. He's playing the field, ladies. So my question to you, and we're going to have a very frank, direct conversation, whether you like it or not. Are you gunning to be Tom Brady's next blow-up doll? Fate gate. Living blow-up doll. It had to be said. Now, I did not call you a prostitute. Because prostitutes get something. You'll be handing it over. You better believe it, because there's going to be a prenup. You're going to leave with what you came in with, and that'll be it. And that's one of the things you have to think about before you go out there and be seen by Tommy. All he's got to do is see me. I've heard you ladies use that line. All he has to do is see me if he sees me. That's called fucking confidence. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, we might see you if you pull a tit out and start eating your own nipple right there at the bar. Don't mean I'm going to fucking go home with you or want you to know where I live. (laughs) Take it easy, everybody. But if you think you're going to be that woman, you just, you're going to go, you're going to find out where Tom is. I I promise you, he's running around Florida somewhere, guaranteed. He's running around, that's where he lives. You do your own goddamn recon work. That's not up to me. It's up to you. But we're going to have a frank conversation about what you do when you find out where Brady is and you go to take that job and be the the new woman in Tommy's life. Well, I promise you, there's, there's going to be a few hang-ups that come along with that relationship. And, well, I'd just like to point out a couple of things, if you don't mind. You're going to be a babysitter. That's right. You ready to set some kids while Tom's out there spreading his ass cheeks all over America for Fox Network? Yeah, Fox is going to be out there with Tommy, your husband. He's going to be spreading his butt cheeks in every major market in America, screwing local women. He's going to have a bitch in every zip code. Make no mistake about it. You'll be home watching the kids who will hate your fucking guts, by the way. Your family? Your life? Well, forget about it. You saw what he did to his own kids and his wife, right? Yeah, that means you're going to be fourth or fifth, probably behind the lawn 
right behind the lawn care. Yeah, that's where we'll find your world. Right after you're done mowing the lawn, then you can go see your mom in Tom's car. So, yeah, you got to screw Tom for a little bit. How long is that going to last? I say his looks are probably good for about another 10, 15 years, and they're going to start fading fast. So if you're going in it for looks, you're going to have that for about 10, 15 years, okay? If if you want to talk about the wow factor of dating, you know, a really good-looking celebrity male and then everything going to shit, yeah, go talk to Amber Heard. <laughs> or better still, shit, talk to Johnny Depp. Sorry. They're getting off the rails here. Back on track. Who are we talking about? Tom Brady. Yeah. Your new man. I'd give your marriage as an inflatable blow-up doll about a decade. That's right. Matter of fact, he may only need you for 10 years because he needs somebody to watch the kids for the next 10 years until he gets them raised and out of the fucking house. Then he doesn't need you anymore. Yeah. Do you clean? You're going to have to clean shit stains out of Brady's underwear because the older he gets, I promise you, he's going to start shitting himself and everything a lot. He'll, he won't wipe right, and it's really nasty. Um, yeah, yeah, this is the dark side of Tom Brady. Give me an example of what I'm talking about. I'm telling this story publicly, I think, for like the hundredth time. I French kissed Linda Blair one time. It was very brief. But the exorcist girl's tongue and my tongue. You have to understand, when I was a little kid and I saw that movie, I was fucking terrified. I was terrified of that demonic tongue coming, ah! yeah, toward you way Father Karras was shitting himself. Take me. Come into me. God damn you, take me. But somehow on Huntington Avenue in downtown Boston, that tongue found its way on my tongue, and it was nice. It wasn't anything to be afraid of at all, and I found out that the exorcist girl was really just a woman with a really nice ass and those Levi's, and I probably shouldn't have reciprocated, being that I was married. God, my wife is so fucking pissed at me over that. I don't blame her. I cast you out! I kissed the exorcist girl. I could have caught a fucking demon and brought it home and give it to her. Hey, there's an interesting thought. I wonder if Ed Warren ever fucked around on Lorraine, you know, from The Conjuring. I wonder if Ed ever screwed around and brought home a spirit and gave it to Lorraine. You know, Lorraine was at the clinic which would be the back of the Catholic Church. You know, you go in through the back so nobody sees you go in. What are you here for? Oh, Ed, hoard around and give me a fucking Idabel or Isabel or whatever the fuck that devil doll's name is. Yeah, either way, I have it. <laughs> anyway, what the fuck is I talking about? Oh, yeah. So before you run out there, and go hop in bed with Brady. You need to think this shit through. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> yep, you found it. Stand the Joke Man Show.
fucking listen to me? Nobody's listening. And being that nobody's listening anymore, I figure I'm going to say a few things today that might get people to listen. Another day, another week, another school full of dead kids. Adults, too. Those kids are still in the morgue, and Senator John Cornyn of Texas come out yesterday out of Houston and said the Republican Party can do no more for the American public. Are you listening, Houston, Texas? Senator John Cornyn, your boy, said he's got nothing more for you. The grass isn't even growing on the graves of those little kids who were massacred in Texas just a few months ago, and John Cornyn is already saying, well, my, my hands are tied. I've done all I can. That's your fucking leader, Texas. That is your self-titled Republican leader. Your American Republican Party, self-titled Republican Party. Make no mistake about it, folks. These new Republicans are not real Republicans. Most of them are spoiled, arrogant little shits who've never served in the military Everything in their fucking life has been handed to them, and they're building on what daddy already gave them. Yeah. Bunch of fucking pussies. That's who they've allowed to hijack my old party, and that's why I left it a long time ago. When they elected George W. Bush over John McCain in the Republican primary, I went, my party has completely lost its fucking way. They chose somebody who dishonored his military uniform over a national hero. It showed me the moral compass of this country had gone to shit. So let's go back to mass shootings now. If I'm a mass shooter, if, and this is all hypothetical, but if I decided to be a mass shooter, why? I'd want to be unique. I'd want to be unique. Yeah. Why, Why do you want to go shoot up a school? Everybody does that. Hey, this is Stan the Joke Man trying to help the public because John Cornyn of Houston says senators in the GOP can do nothing more for the American people. Let's continue. Here in the great state of Oklahoma, I won't speak for Texas and Missouri and Arkansas, but it is the most violent place in the entire country. It's as bad as Afghanistan here. It's horrible. I got my banana clip, my 25-round clip. I got my AR-15. Here I go. I didn't even have to have a background check. Nah, no permit, no licensing, no training. I barely know how to operate this thing, but all I need to know is how to rack it up and pull the trigger. All right, here we go. Let's pick a target. As a mass shooter, what kind of a target would I pick? Well, I know I'm not going after a school. I don't hurt children. You want to be remembered as a scumbag that hurts kids? You want a first-class ticket straight to hell? Hurt a child and see where that gets you, motherfucker. You will go straight to hell. Mentally unstable or not, no excuses. You're gone. So I've got to pick a target somewhere other in a school if I'm a mass shooter. Well, I want to make a difference, and I want to go out, and I want to be remembered as somebody who did something to help, to try to give back to the community. I think I might be pulling up John Cornyn's offices addresses down there in Houston And I'd be putting my automatic weapon to some real use. Some use that would be remembered. Now, I'm not telling anybody to do that. I'm just saying what I would do if I were a mass shooter. 
I mean, of course, it wouldn't be Texas up here. I would find out where Mark Wayne Mullen's offices were. Senator James Lankford, where are his offices? If I were a mass shooter, yeah, that's probably where I'd start. Republican offices in Oklahoma, Texas, and Missouri. I mean, after all, they refuse to protect the kids. They refuse to do a fucking thing for them, and kids are getting slaughtered. They're getting slaughtered by the bushels, and somebody has to defend these babies, and the Republican Party refuses to do it. These black-hearted, gutless pussies, they try to pass themselves off as Christians as though Christ would come down and approve of their silence, their lack of leadership, their cowardice. That's Senator James Lankford. That's Mark Wayne Mullen. Jim Inhofe signed off on that, I believe. So did uh, John Cornyn. Senator Josh Hawley. They're attacking your children. And some of you out there listening right now have a child in school who is going to die because of these people. So Senator Mark Wayne Mullen, Senator James Lankford, Senator Josh Hawley, and Senator James or John Cor whatever the fuck your name is, Coronary down there in Houston. Would you all mind being real leaders and putting yourself out front to defend our kids? Would you mind publishing your addresses? Show us how fearless a leader you really are. Yeah. Publish your offices, addresses, where you reside and everything, so you could put yourself out front there to defend our children. You're the leader, right? Or are you going to run and fucking hide? I told you, God damn it. They'd arm the maniacs and then abandon you. And that's exactly what they've done. Now you've got to take the safety of your children back. Your leaders have now abandoned you. Did you know where they're hiding is public record? Sure. Get online. Mullen has offices all over Oklahoma. So does Langford. I want you to get online and I want you to pull up Senator Mark Wayne Mullen. I want you to pull up Senator James Langford. I want you to pull up John Cornyn and Senator Josh Hawley. I want you to find Senator Jim Inhofe. Don't you dare hurt another kid. If you got to show somebody the new gun you got legally without any background check, licensing, or permit, I want you to take your 25-round clip fully loaded, and I want you to go to Mullen's offices. I want you to go to John Cornyn's offices. I want you to go to Senator Josh Hawley's offices. I know if I was a uh, mass shooter, I'd make it count. And it sure as fuck wouldn't be. In some child's school, you goddamn cowards! Okay. That's enough of that. We've talked about it. We've gotten past it. I gave you my honest feelings, how I feel. We're going to move on to something happier, okay? I have for you a special treat to wrap up the show today. New Dear Stan Letters! <laughs> you got mail. You got mail. You got mail. I got crabs. 
need to get a hold of me, ladies and gentlemen, just hit me up at Jokeman Productions LLC on Facebook. Best way to get a hold of me, Dear Stan Letters Today, brought to you by Fire Meds Cannabis, right here in Rieta, America. Dear Stan, a 50-year-old man has been divorced twice. Last one was two years and eight months ago. Last year, I met a wonderful woman. We've been dating and building a beautiful relationship together. A month ago, I proposed her and she accepted Everything is going great, but I'm intimidated by all the men she's been with prior to us. She had a lot of toxic relationships and was sexually active with a lot of different men. When we have sex, she tells me I'm not assertive enough and she wants me to be more aggressive. Makes me feel like she isn't happy with me sexually and she will sooner or later look outside our relationship. Am I right to feel this way? Well, let me say this. You're not right to feel that way, but you're fucking normal to feel that way. How about that? You're midlife. You're insecure. You're 50 years old. Yeah, I understand. Uh, my suck ass being Dayton at your age. That must be really tough. I'd hate it. Anyway, uh, so I can't relate to that. But here's what I can relate to. Everything is going great, but I'm intimidated by all the men she has been with prior to us. You ain't outgrown that shit yet. Are you fucking serious? Everybody has a fucking past. And if you go into a relationship trying to hang somebody's past around their neck all the fucking time, you're doomed. Everybody has a past, monkey spanker. Yeah. So stop it. When we have sex, she tells me I'm not assertive enough, and she wants me to be more aggressive. It makes me feel like she isn't happy with me sexually. Well, she isn't. And she's telling you what's not making her happy. So... Make her fucking happy, dummy. It's not a tough one. I feel she'll sooner or later look outside her relationship. You're a fucking moron. There is no fucking way you're really 50 years old. No way. This is shit you should have grown out of by the time you were 30. Are you fucking serious? If she's not happy with you, she wouldn't be with you. One, let's get that right. You should be thrilled to death. She's telling you what you're doing wrong in the bedroom instead of telling everybody else. (laughs) Yeah, if you feel inadequate, stop being inadequate. It's okay. Adjust your behavior to make her happier in the bedroom. Look, the first time I walked in our bedroom in the Wonder Woman outfit, my wife said, I'm not into that. I took it off and I never wore it again. Being a pussy. Thanks for the letter. Dear Stan, my daughter Claudia has been dating and living with Justin, the boy next door. Oh, that was an easy move. Oh, but then they moved to Florida months back and loved each day together. Then unthinkable happened. Justin's father was diagnosed with a rare disease and died two weeks later. His last words to Justin were, take care of your mom. Justin and Claudia immediately return to New York. Each day has been a nightmare with his mom. Justin loves his mom, but he's torn. What can my daughter do? Support him. How about that? Support him. I know it's a pain in the ass. I get it. I know it's a lot to ask of your daughter. But if she loves her man, she'll support him. She doesn't need you involved pumping her head full of hate and rage and spite and things that you think you don't feel like your daughter does, so stand down. Yeah, Justin and your daughter will work this shit out. You don't need to be involved at all. Oh, is that it? 
What's the only other fucking letter we got? Nothing good? Oh, wait, 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 wait. Here's one. Dear Stan, 30 years ago, I had an affair with Roger, a married man. We worked and fell in love. At the time, Roger was married with three children, blah, 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 blah. I admire him. Roger is soft-spoken. Who gives a fuck? He was a great person. I get it. So this woman was married to somebody, went out, met Roger, got knocked up by Roger, is what I gather here. She was married, screwed Roger, got pregnant by Roger, and then was afraid to tell anybody. She got pregnant by him and had a child by him. Well, you know what? What's your name here? Holding secrets. You know what? You're a bitch. You're a coward, and you're a bitch. Shame on you. The first person you need to make things right with? Fuck Roger. Fuck your husband, and fuck you too, bitch. You need to make things right with that kid. Shame on you. How dare you let that child find out on their own? Who the fuck do you think you are? That kid needs you. You're all that child's got, and you abandon that child, bitch. How does it feel to be gutless, even when it comes to your own kid, bitch? Sorry, this is going completely bad. We got to get the fuck off this. Is there anything funny? Is there anything not depressing? Dear Stan, I think my brother-in-law has Alzheimer's. What do I do? Call a fucking doctor. I, I can't believe you take the time to write a letter to me. Hold on. I guess I should read the letter. Um, Dear Stan, I think my brother has Alzheimer's disease, but I don't know how to talk to him about it. Oh, my God. Are you fucking kidding me? You think somebody has Alzheimer's, you're convinced they have all, you're not a doctor, you're not a physician, but you believe in your mind they have Alzheimer's, okay? And you're writing in to me to look for advice on how to talk to them, how to confront this issue with them because you're concerned they have Alzheimer's. Yeah. Okay. Well, I know nothing about Alzheimer's. I've never had any experience with Alzheimer's other than Ronald Reagan. I know it's a terrible illness. And I wouldn't wish it on anybody. I wouldn't wish it on anybody, okay? But let's speak frankly about how to deal with Alzheimer's, okay? One, if you think your brother has Alzheimer's and you don't know how to talk to your own brother about his Alzheimer's, let me assure you, one, if he does have Alzheimer's, he probably doesn't give a fuck. Yeah, he probably doesn't recognize you either. Probably doesn't even know what you are, which would explain the glazed look on his face. That's right. We're just going to speak bluntly about this and get it out of the way. Then again, he may not have Alzheimer's. The strange glazed look on his face might be because of you. Yeah, maybe you're fucked up and he doesn't know how to talk to you. You ever consider that? Yeah. <laughs> okay, I can leave the show on that one today. Folks, that's going to wrap it up for the Stand the Joke Man show. This is product of Joke Man Productions, LLC. Share my show, please. Share the show. Would you... Let somebody know about it. Pass it around. Spread the word. Broadcast every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at high noon right here. Amazon, Spotify, Stitchin', Pandora, Apple, and all over the fucking place. I'll be back on Friday. Goodbye day. Say a prayer for those little families and these little kids out there that fucking need us, America. And they've been abandoned by your so-called leaders. I'm tired.
just stepping over dead kids because of your fucking silence, your inaction, your cowardice. I ain't much, but I've got a goddamn voice, and I promise you this, kids. Old Stan the Joke Man's going to talk loud, and I'm going to keep on doing every fucking thing I can to protect you. I don't want to say goodbye anymore.